Welcome everyone, Huddle Up Podcast. It is another uh, in the edition of the Five Observations with Big Jim. I am your host, uh, Big Jim. This is the sixth in a row, six weeks in a row of doing the uh, the observations. Um, you can, uh, if you're listening to this and you are not subscribed to our podcast, make sure you do that on all podcast platforms, YouTube as well. Head over to our social media, facebook.com slash huddle up podcast twitter at huddle up podcast and uh hit the link tree get everything huddle up related you need to know merchandise youtube podcast platforms and all of that we appreciate your support as always uh if this is your first time checking out this uh this particular format this particular show um i it is me giving my five observations in the world of sports each and every week um Five things that I just pick up on as the week goes on, and uh, some thoughts there. It is separate from our, uh, we have our Five for Fighting, our hockey podcast with Mike Bernier. We have our NBA podcast coming up, uh, should be launching this week uh, with uh, with EJ, and then the full Huddle Up crew uh, on Tuesday nights live uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So make sure you check that out this week. I'm sure is going to be a uh, quite an interesting episode with uh, the discussion of the college football playoff matchups and uh, and all of that going on. So make sure you uh, are subscribed and are following along with us so you never miss a minute of the action uh, that we have going on here uh, in the world of the Huddle Up podcast. Um, speaking of the world, and this is my first observation, uh, right now the World Cup is going on. And uh, if you've known me for a long time, this first observation is going to probably come as a bit of a uh, surprise to you. Uh, The, quote, soccer is boring crowd. Um, You're like, you're you're just, you really are kind of annoying as hell this year. Um, I have never been a a big soccer fan. Um, I used to be in this kind of, Soccer is boring crowd. Um, uh, when I was like younger, more immature, and I just, um, and I and like, I did it to get reactions from people. Um, but, but really, I think over the years I've come, uh, to appreciate the sport a bit more. Um, I, I like, I, I've watched the U.S. games. Um, unfortunately, Team USA got eliminated, uh, today. Um, in the, uh, in elimination play, uh, I had that game on, I, I, while I was working today, I had it on. Um, so I was catching some of that. Um, and it was a great showing by the U S team this year, uh, hosting the, the world cup coming up here, uh, in a few years. So that, that was definitely a, a great showing for, uh, for the team and for our country. Um, but like, like if I, I, it, it has struck me so uh, so different this year because I'm just like maybe it's just been over the last couple of years with with everything that that we've all collectively gone through that I'm like man if you don't if you don't like it don't don't watch it there is so much other content that that you can absorb there is so many other things that you can give your time and energy and space to that to to just to to either watch soccer just to make fun of it or to make fun of those who are enjoying it um i just don't get it like 
I, I'm not a fan of tennis. I can't I can't watch. I don't care if it's Wimbledon. I don't care if it's the U.S. Open. It, it is not for me. But I don't sit there and go, man, tennis is boring. Why would anybody watch tennis? Like, I watch golf. I understand that to a non-golfer, and hell, even to some golfers, watching golf is not exciting. To me, I think it's exciting as hell. I love to watch, especially uh uh, major tournaments and some of the bigger uh, non-major events out of the year, out of the golf season. I enjoy watching the sport of golf because I love it that much. So, if somebody enjoys watching soccer. Who? Wh- why does that? Why does that bother anybody? I just I don't get it. Um, like I said, I enjoyed watching the U.S. games. I, I've been wanting to get down uh, to a Philadelphia Union game, uh, just a, not you know a, a, a little over an hour away from Philadelphia. So. Um, but yeah, I, I just, man, don't be soccer is boring guy. Just don't be that guy. You don't like it. Don't watch it. Don't, don't try and crap on other people for watching it either. Um, my second observation this week is it is time for the Green Bay Packers to begin to look beyond Aaron Rodgers. Now, before you come at me and tweet at me at Big Jim Sports, feel free. Go ahead. I don't care. Um, but before you do that and tell me, well, it's not Aaron's fault and the Packers stink. and blah. Look, I am not sitting here and telling you that the reason, like the primary reason that the Green Bay Packers are 4-8 and eight and are currently sitting 11th in the NFC four spots out of a playoff position. I'm not sitting here and saying that Aaron Rodgers is the reason or the biggest reason for the Packers' struggle. But the thing is, he is a part of it. Aaron Rodgers is not the same. Ayahuasca Rodgers is not the same. I don't care that he won two straight MVPs going back the last year. Okay, that guy does not look the same this year. The only time he's looked the same this year was when he was playing the Dallas Cowboys because that that totally adds up. He doesn't look the same. He doesn't have the weapons. The coaching staff looks lost. He looks like he doesn't respect any member of that coaching staff whatsoever. He doesn't respect the coaching staff. I don't think he has a great respect for the players in that locker room. I think the only person he may have respect for, I I don't even know if he has it for himself, but would be himself. But this isn't this isn't Jim goes off on Aaron Rodgers. This is a this is a bigger picture thing for the Green Bay Packers. Because the, this team is very young. Especially wide receiver position. They're, they're, they're in a transitional period. Aaron Rodgers isn't part of the next chapter of the Green Bay Packers. They're at the end of the Aaron Rodgers book. Okay, so if you're if you're looking in that direction, now's the time you are there. You are you have you are really you have closed the book on Aaron Rodgers is going to be the next Super Bowl champion quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. That 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 book is sealed. It is at the end. It is done. But so for the Packers, like it's it's now it's now a matter of you know you've had Jordan Love there for how many years? 
look at what you have in him. Okay? If there's nothing there, then you have to make other plans. Beginning with this offseason. Like, Aaron Rodgers isn't the future of the Green Bay Packers anymore. Trading him away for, for picks and assets, if you can find a way to do that, if you can find a buyer, now obviously you can't do it in season anymore, De- deadline's already passed, but in this offseason, upcoming offseason, like, now now's the time. Because if there, there, there's still people believe that Aaron Rodgers is uh, the MVP and, 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 you know, probably one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I don't believe it. But top 10, maybe top 15. I'll give him top 15. Top 10, I'd have to dig deeper into that. I'm not necessarily willing to sign off on top 10. Definitely top 15, but not top. I, I, I'd, have to, I'd have to make a list. But the Packers are at a point where it's time to look beyond AR-12. Okay. Um, third observation, moving to hockey. Don't worry, big Mike. I'm not infringing on your territory here, but, um, are the Seattle cracking for real? Like now coming into to play tonight. Now they're going to lose tonight. Okay. They were the last I checked, they were down five, one to Florida, but coming into tonight, 23 games into the season, so we're a quarter of the way into the year. They're 15, five and three. Uh, they are second in the Western Conference. They uh, have a seven-game winning streak. Like I said, that's going to break tonight. Uh, they're at 33 points. Only the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, Boston Bruins, and New Jersey Devils have more points. So they're fifth in the league in points here in, the, in their second season. Uh, they 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 retooled a lot this off season. Um, you know they're near the top of their division. Um, so they could be for real. Uh, you know uh, the it's it's fun to see new teams thriving like this. Uh, because so many times expansion teams uh, are just in the mud for year after year after year. So to see a new team like this in their second year, one that missed the playoffs, uh, looks to be a f- super fun environment in Seattle. Climate Pledge Arena looks like a blast. Uh, they got this new mascot that looks like a troll doll, a little bit freaky, a little bit weird, but hey, man, it is what it is. Um, and if you haven't seen their reverse retro jerseys, I love them. I think they're one of the best looks uh, in that in that set. <coughs> But uh, Seattle's going to be a team to watch, a fun team to watch, and and, and hunting uh, right behind the Vegas Golden Knights of the two newest franchises in the National Hockey League currently uh, leading uh, the uh, the Western Conference. So uh, that's going to be for one to keep an eye on. Uh, you can get, a, like I said, you can get a lot of your uh, NHL discussion for the time being uh, over on the Five for Fighting, which is uh, with uh, Mike Bernier, drops usually Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Um on the uh, on the podcast feed, so make sure you subscribe. We have all of these different bonus contents separate from our weekly live shows, so uh, make sure you check that out. Um, the college football playoff uh, playoffs, yes, Jim Mora, thank you. 
uh, will be expanding uh, beginning with the 2024-2025 season. Uh, and it will be expanding to a 12-team format um, beginning, like I said, in 2024-2025. In, in uh, um, the Rose Bowl uh, signed off, um, and, uh, and that is moving forward. So what it will feature is the 12-team format will feature in order the top four conference champions followed by a combination of six at-large bids and two highest-ranking remaining conference champions. Uh, Teams will be ordered based on the college football playoff rankings. Uh, This guarantees at least one group of five team will make the playoffs each year, uh, and it would certainly allow the possibility of more uh, than one group of five team uh, would make it. uh, the approved format also means independent FBS teams such as Notre Dame and, while less likely, Army, UConn, and UMass will never be among the top four teams as they are not affiliated with a conference. They can't win a conference championship. Uh, they will. So an independent team could also, in this current format, never have a bye. Uh, the top four teams will have a bye. Seeds 5 through 8 will host playoff games versus seeds 9 through 12. Um Following those games, the remaining eight teams will play each other in current New Year's Day six bowls, which are the Rose, Sugar, Orange, Fiesta, Cotton, and Peach Bowls. Uh, they will rotate among quarterfinal, semi, and semifinal uh, on an annual basis. Um, the, the number one team will choose where it wants to play its opponent in the quarterfinals. Uh, and the number two team will pick its venue, followed by the number three team. The number four team will play in the final bowl available in those quarterfinal matchups. Uh, the highest-ranked team heading into the semifinals will pick its bowl of choice. The other two teams will play in the last remaining bowl. Uh, the college football championship playoff national championship game will be played on a neutral site. Um so like, we, like I said, uh, in the new format, the number one, two, three, and four teams will be on a bye. Uh, number 12 will be at number five. Number 11 will be at number six. Uh, number 10 at number seven. And number nine at number eight in the first round. Um, and then the uh, the top four teams in the quarterfinals will host um, uh, the, the, the seating as it goes. Uh, so based on – now this is based on – um, the college football playoff rankings going into this weekend, into championship weekend, because of course uh, there was a huge shakeup, and I'm going to talk about that here in a second. But this is what um, this is what the college football top twelve um, would look like uh, for the college football playoff if the twelve team format started this year. Uh, so your top four were uh, Michigan, or excuse me, Georgia, number one, the SEC champion, uh, two, Michigan, Big Ten champion, three, TCU, Big 12 champion, four, USC, Pac-12 champion. Again, this was based on last week's ranking, not this, not what's going to come out and be the final rankings tomorrow. Uh, and then your at-large teams, number five, Ohio State, number six, Alabama, number seven, Tennessee, number eight. Uh, Penn State, those are all at-large. Number nine, Clemson, ACC champion. Number 10, Kansas State, an at-large bid. Number 11, Utah, at-large bid. And number 12, Tulane, your AAC 
excuse me, champion. So your uh, first round matchups would be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC would have been on a bye. Uh, number 12, Tulane at number 5, Ohio State. Number 11, Utah would be at number 6, Alabama. Number 10, Kansas State at number 7, Tennessee. And then number 9, Clemson at number 8, Penn State. Um, I like the format to a degree, okay? Um, I've said since the college football playoff was first announced, I said I didn't think four teams was enough. Um, I don't know if 12 is the perfect number. I don't know if it should be eight. I don't know if it should be 12. I don't know if it should be 16. But four was never enough. So I'm happy to see it expand. Um, I think it will help avoid some, not all, but some of the stuff that we went through this past week that you heard on the Huddle Up podcast, things that we're going to hear tomorrow when the rankings come out that we're going to talk about on Tuesday on Huddle Up podcast, I'm sure. (coughs) And that is some of these, well, so-and-so should have been in, so-and-so shouldn't have been. I think we're going to avoid some of that. You're never going to avoid all of that. Um, but I, I hate auto bids. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand why they're, why they do them in a sport that has your, your conferences similar to divisions in pro sports. I understand the value of division or conference championships and meaning something. I get it. But the thing I don't like about it is like you're you're going to eventually get a, a a team or teams in there because they want a conference that are marketably worse marketably worse than um than their opponent just because they wanted a conference championship um like I don't like it. I get why they do it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go over the overboard complaining about it because, in in a sport that has conference championships, they're always going to be part of the discussion, and I get it. But uh, I'm I'm excited to see it expanding, and uh, I can't wait for 2024 <clears throat> to uh, to see that. Now. <laughs> My fifth and final observation for the week. The college football playoff uh, is being shook up. Okay. Uh, On Huddle Up Podcast this week. And um, on Twitter. Talking with friends. Talking with coworkers. Talking with family. um, And not family like Brian Kelly. But like my my family. The thing I said was I didn't think that there would be any upsets within the top four. And then Friday night happened and USC blew it against Utah. So then I said, well, USC blew it. But I don't think there's going to be any, I don't think there's going to be any, uh, upsets on Saturday and then TCU happened 
TCU loses to Kansas State in the Big 12 title game. USC loses to Utah in the Pac-12 title game. Michigan and Georgia do their job. They win. They win big. They're locked in. They were going to be locked in either way, but they are locked into the one and two spot. I think Georgia will be number one. I think Michigan will be number two. Um, Now this is where it gets fishy. USC is dead. Uh, they were number four. They lost to Utah. They are done. So now your question is, who gets spots three and four? And to me, it's down to three teams. TCU, Ohio State, and Alabama. Um, I think TCU should be in. They uh, have the strongest resume, even stronger than Georgia, even stronger uh, from strength of schedule standpoint, stronger than Georgia, stronger than Michigan. They went through the regular season. They lost in overtime in their conference title game. But the, 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 the reason I think they should still be in, and quite frankly, I think they shouldn't even move out of the three spot, is because even in a loss, it was a better showing than what Ohio State had a week ago and what Alabama has had over the course of the season. Okay, TCU has one loss in their 13th game by a total of three points in overtime on a neutral site. Alabama has two losses in a weaker schedule by a total of four points on the road, both of them. Ohio State has one loss to a weak schedule, but that one loss was in an ass-kicking at home the last time that we saw them play. So to me, TCU's in. To me, TCU should be number three. So now the question is, is it Alabama, is it Ohio State? Honest to God, I don't think it should be either. And quite frankly, if you're asking me, and obviously there's no way this is going to happen, but to me... Determine the college football playoff national champion by make by having Georgia and Michigan play a best of three series. Because I don't think TCU is going to stand a chance in a playoff game. I don't think Ohio State's going to stand a chance in a playoff game, and I don't think Alabama stands a, a chance in a playoff game versus Georgia or Michigan. I think Georgia and Michigan are the two best teams in college football right now, and then there's everybody else. So. <clears throat> If it was up to me, I wouldn't have a I wouldn't have a three or a four this year, but that's clearly not going to happen. So, like I said, TCU is in, and then to me, to, if you're if if I get a vote, I am pushing for Alabama. Now, if you know me, you know that 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 statement does not compute. But again, Alabama has two losses. On the road, by a total of four points. One loss was at the end of October. One loss was at the beginning of November. Um, I get they don't have the best signature win. Their signature win would, I guess, be Old Miss, who was ranked, what, 11th at the time? Or Texas, who's ranked 20th now? Um... You lost to an LSU team that has gotten beat off the beat clean off the field for multiple weeks in a row. Two week back to back weeks they've been beaten. 
Uh, so that doesn't help Alabama's case, unfortunately. Um, Ohio State's signature win is Notre Dame, Penn State, Penn State, who is going to be ranked way too high. Um, Clemson will jump them. Clemson will jump to seventh, sixth, maybe. But Penn State's probably going to be Penn State's probably going to be eighth still. So Iowa State will they'll have a claim that they beat the number eight team in the country. They also have uh, the Notre Dame win as well. But to me, I I can't look past the fact that the last time we saw Ohio State. They were run off their own field in perfect weather by Michigan. Now, again, I just said I think Michigan's one of the two best teams in college football, indisputable this year. But if you want to be in the top four teams, you need to be in that discussion. And I don't think Ohio State is. That was their, that was their closing statement. Like If you think of it, as a courtroom, Ohio State's closing statement was three points in the second half at home in perfect weather when you were favored by nine and you lost by over 20. If you factor in the the odds, the, 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 the nine-point favorite, it was a 30-point swing against you. That was your closing argument. Now, Alabama had an easier road for their final game, but they had a stronger closing statement. I get TCU lost today. To me, that they lost by three on a neutral field to a team that's going to be in, that's in the top ten. Because that's what everybody's forgetting. They lost a team that was ranked 10th this past week, so they're going to be moving up into the top 10. 9th, 8th, maybe 7th. So this loss shouldn't hurt TCU that much. So to me, it should be 1, Georgia, 2, Michigan, 3, TCU, 4, Alabama. What I think the committee is going to do is one, Georgia, two, Michigan, three, Ohio State, four, TCU. But the money, and this is where the business of college football gets dirty, the money is on Georgia, Alabama. That gets more eyes on the prize. That gets more asses in the seats. That's going to be the interesting little twist. Because you're, you're probably going to get the rematch of Michigan-Ohio State. Even though there's no reason Ohio State should make it to three. They shouldn't even make it at four. But the, watch for Alabama at four. Should be TCU, 
Should be TCU at three, but watch for Alabama. But the thing that I find so interesting, and I was talking to my brother on the phone about this, is we, as Notre Dame fans, my brother and I, and Matt, who's also part of the Huddle Up podcast, have heard for years about Notre Dame. Is Notre Dame's going to have a hard time getting into playoffs because they're going to be sitting while everybody else is playing conference championships. So you have to make a strong final closing argument in that game that last week you're playing on Thanksgiving weekend because you're not going to have a conference championship the next week. So you got to make a strong argument because you're not going to have a conference championship to play in. You're not even going to you're not going to play for it. You don't have a chance to win it. You don't have that 13th game. So Notre Dame has to Notre Dame has to make that strong closing argument on Thanksgiving weekend. What did Ohio State do on Thanksgiving weekend? They got blown off their own home field in a game they were favored by 9. And everybody's saying that Ohio State should be in because they didn't lose conference championship weekend. People are saying Alabama has a case because they didn't lose conference championship weekend. What? What? Thirteenth game's important. Okay, so you lost it. You lost it to a top 10 team on a neutral site in overtime. But you're going to push in a team that didn't have that 13th game, that lost the opportunity. And that's the Big Ten's fault. Okay? That's the Big Ten's fault for doing the East and West. That's the SEC's fault for doing the East and West. Although, I think it still would have been LSU. No, maybe it would have been Tennessee. Either way, Bama wouldn't have been there. But the, the, the gymnastics that, that gets done to change the narrative year after year is mind-boggling. When it's Notre Dame, well, you need you got to have that 13th game. You need that, you need that conference title game. It's an uphill battle for these guys. But now Ohio State and Alabama are better off because they didn't play and lose in a conference title game. Um, yeah, okay. Sure. Like I said, my four, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Alabama. What I think it will be, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, TCU. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll react to it. Tuesday night, Huddle Up Podcast, live at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Subscribe to the show on uh, on YouTube, all podcast platforms. Follow the show um, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on TikTok at Huddle Up Podcast. Get our merchandise over at tpublic.com. Uh, we'll catch you Tuesday live. Catch you on the podcast feed whenever you want to listen to it. And I'll be back with more observations next week. Until then, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the wind.